Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We just finished an experimental... Uh, a couple of hours where instead of doing the deep dive into uh, the the most important story of the week, kind of tried to hit on a lot of the important stories of the week. And uh, and if you want deeper stuff, you can listen to Binkley, my producer, who's here in studio helping me reading tweets and also teeing up some interesting audio from uh, from. The so-called resistance, I don't think they're resisting, but shepherding. Uh, anyway, but if you want to hear our podcast where we go a little deeper into stuff, you can go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. Our latest episode 91 is the 11 agenda items behind the YouTube shooting, as well as uh, some of the deeper analysis of the Sinclair Broadcasting operation which i still don't have my mind around binkley's kind of on that uh but before the break we had a call from steven who said in his community there's the general impression that liberal being liberal or thinking uh about the world in in, from a liberal perspective is the only way to be really the only way to think so if you don't think that way you you're not comfortable with it you're not going to talk about it or whatever and i knew that um, Binkley, you had told me you had talked about that phenomenon before and had a name for it. So uh, we didn't have time before the break. So lay it on me. Spiral of silence. That's where the minority opinion is actually the majority opinion, but people are too afraid to express it. So it remains. Oh, now I think that was a little bit of a psyop in itself to explain the Trump phenomenon. Now, maybe it did explain it, but people were saying, well, he failed in the polls because people weren't admitting that they were going to vote for him. Yes. So I, I think that was largely true. I'm not sure it totally accounts for um, the polling failure. But uh, anyway, that's interesting. I love those little tidbits. Because once you know it's a real strategy, you can you realize that uh, it's not your imagination. Okay, so what do you... So what are we doing now? You you have some interesting stuff for me that uh, I want you to set up what, what you're going to do. You know that I love these celebrity political PSAs because they are so, so brilliant and insightful. Public service announcement? Yes. Sorry. Well, there's another public service announcement released last week from an organization called Let America Vote, which is run by a guy named Jason Kander, a former intelligence officer for the Army National Guard and a Democratic operative. This organization also... Stacey Abrams, who is running for governor of Georgia, happens to be on the executive board of this organization. 
And she's super deep state. Like she's CFR and yes. has a list of think tank fellowships as long as my arm. I have honestly never seen anyone with more of those kind of world government agenda think tanks on their resume ever than her. Yeah, and this group works with Indivisible with the Women's March, and they try to mobilize people, and their goal is to remove politicians from office who want to suppress voting rights. What politicians want to suppress voting rights? Anybody who is not a progressive is what it seems like. I understand. Okay. So in this first clip, this is the cast from The West Wing because since... Now, I did not watch that. Yeah, well, they played show. politicians, so they must know about voting rights. Oh, I see. So it's like when Edward Bernays went out, I think, on the David Letterman show, and and Letterman asks him, what's propaganda or something like that? And he said, Dr. Tell... He says, Letterman says to him, Dr. Tell me what is propaganda. And he said... Well, it starts with you're calling me doctor. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this guy's deep. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew and the far the father of public relations here in this country, just to let you know who has been the mastermind of these kind of manipulations from the beginning. It's deeply psychological. Absolutely. And this stuff plays right into that. So so Rob Lowe, we got a little Rob Lowe here. He's the only person I know who is on West Wing. Unfortunately, Rob Lowe is not in this one. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. They they left him out. I guess he is. He's not as political as they like, I think. Or he's not the politics they like him to be. Right, yeah. So the the first clip, which is going to be clip two, the person speaking in this one is Bradley Whitford. He is the chief of staff in the West Wing and the jerk in Revenge (laughs) of the Nerds. He always plays a jerk. So, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and tee this clip up. I believe it speaks for itself. It's just clip two. No wonder Republicans are purging hundreds of thousands from the voter rolls. That's it. What, so what does that mean? Republicans are purging hundreds of thousands from the voter rolls. What he actually means, or what Republicans would call it, is that they are cleaning the voter rolls of the 1.8 million deceased people that oh remain gosh. on it per year so that people can't vote in their name. But my the image I got was, because he said purge, yeah. you know, was that... That some giant jackbooted Republican was standing in front of the polling place with, you know, like a rubber club and you're there with your hat in your hand straight from the soup kitchen trying to cast your vote. And uh, and he's shoving you yep. along. Takes you off to the gulag. <laughs> right. Well, what they tell people because they Just go door to door. So... Yeah. And they use that language on purpose because they know that their target audiences are going to look it up. They go door to door and they tell them it's a racist policy designed to suppress minority vote. Yeah. And all right, the next clip, which is going to be clip three, the person speaking in this one is Allison Janey. Allison Janey won an Oscar for playing an abusive mother in I, Tanya. So she's definitely someone we should be taking political advice from. In this clip, she is talking about uh, one of a policy that used to be around during the darkest days of democracy. Let's go ahead and hear clip three. No wonder they want to bring back poll taxes from the darkest days of the civil rights struggle to shut college students out of our democracy. Okay, 
poll taxes are unconstitutional due to the 24th Amendment. They're not bringing back poll taxes. They're expressly unconstitutional, if I recall correctly. It's not like an interpretation. It's like poll taxes are not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah so she's lying. But again. Yeah, lying. They're they're speaking to audiences door to door, so they're not going to be checking the uh, the facts. Um, what she's talking about is, and it's funny because a lot of the targeting outside of this commercial, they call this a racist poll tax. the The law they're talking about is in New Hampshire, and what it is is it's making people be citizens of the state before they can register to well, vote. It has to be residents of the state. Residents of the state. Yeah. It's, it's a domicile law. They might. I think New Hampshire has a lot of. Of transients, it's possible. Yes, it does. they yeah, they mention college students, and the yeah. requirement is that this is where they get the poll tax. Is they have to get a license tag in the state, and they have to get uh, a driver's license in the state to demonstrate residency. Yes, right. That's what she is referring to as a poll oh, tax because they have to pay, have to these pay fees <laughs> from the <laughs> darkest days of democracy. Oh, my goodness. And it's kind of ironic because in the material outside this video, they call it a racist poll tax. New Hampshire's 93% white. So the people who would be victim of it are the 7%? No. It's, it's, I mean, are all it's the, the college students who are likely white because it's expensive yeah. and private, if that's how they want to go with it, that it's economic. and so So what she's recommending really ultimately is this marauding band of 65 million people who, or 5 million people who just rush in from state to state on voting day, which maybe they'll have a voting day. Every, every place in the whole country should have a different voting day so that this band can just sweep, swoop in and swoop out. Yeah, Tuesdays. Why do we vote on Tuesdays, they say in one of the clips. But I mean, this is what this is. This is the inevitable outcome. The reason I'm sure the reason the people don't want the uh, non-residents to vote is that they don't want people coming in, bust in on purpose just to screw up their election. They have a culture up there that they want their policies to reflect and preserve. Yeah. And it enables some people to get away with voting multiple times. And they probably have a lot of Canadians there. Maybe. I do believe so. But they use this to try and make people believe that these racist policies are being implemented all over the place. And when they do the door-to-door canvassing, they instill fear in people and get them to register on the spot. And they get all their contact information. Yes, uh, I understand that. I want one more clip, then we're going to take a break, and I'm going to take a call. So, Richard, hold on, and Binkley, give me another clip. Okay, this next one is Richard Schiff, who is the White House comm director in West Wing. And this is clip four. Let's just go ahead and play clip four. In some places, they want to force people to fax in copies of their ID just to register. What is a fax? What place? They want to force people. So they go to your house with a gun. Yeah. And they say, where's your fax? Where's your fax? You need to fax your ID in. You can show up with an ID and they'll say, no, no, we want the fax copy of the ID. And if you don't do it, you're going to be punished. Like to force somebody to fax something. I don't want to fax it. Don't make me fax it. And then the guy's like, what? That's a little tricky, that that guy saying, what is a fax? Yes. I don't like that one bit. Me either. Because they act like there was a, a funny... Uh, was it Mark Dice video where he says um, he goes to Harlem and he asks people, he says, people say that ID laws are racist. Do you have an ID? 
and then in Harlem, a lot of people are black. They're like, what is wrong with you? You think I can't <laughs> figure out how to get an ID? Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, uh, what's a fax? But I think in his defense, in that commercial right there, it was like, oh, fax is so dated. The funny part is, I think, I never watched the show, but that guy, was he a secretary or something in the show? Yes, he was a secretary. And this was a long time ago. So they, he probably is actually shown on the show sending faxes like every single show, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So it's super silly. <laughs> Let's uh, take a quick break. Then we're going to go to Richard. Thank you, Binkley. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 60. Tomorrow's high 61. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I'm going to give away a quick prize pack. A pair of tickets to see Harry Connick Jr. in concert on Saturday, June 9th at State Bank Amphitheater at Chastain Park. Part of the Delta Concert Series A, produced by Live Nation. Tickets for that event go on sale Friday, April 13th at 10 a.m. at ChastainSeries.com. First to call 404-741-0750 gets that prize pack. And I am going to go to Richard in Peachtree City. Richard, uh, I'm going to give you a minute. Just go. All right, Monica, just real quickly. I was, um, as you mentioned, we are not a democracy. We're a democratic republic. And the last two Republican uh, elections came with basically the Electoral College voting for the, uh, the, the one that got the least amount of votes. But that's in our Constitution, essentially, that each state makes a determination of how they would choose to use their electoral votes. Well, I saw something recently online, and it had to do with Robert Reich, who was from the Clinton administration. And they are actually trying to find a way to make the Electoral College vote the popular way. And I thought it was somewhat of a ludicrous, you know, ludicrous idea until I read the article. And what it essentially proposes was that states like California um, have established or are establishing some bills in which they um, direct their electoral college to continue to vote the way that they are right now. But when a certain number of states that amount to more than 270 votes, when those other states agree to bind themselves to the California contract, then and only then will each of those states, numbering more than 270 electoral college votes, will only vote regardless of what their states say, will only vote for the popular uh, candidate or the, the candidate that received the most popular vote. Wow. So that is like a cartel. That is a collective vote. It's like a labor union. Wow. I did not know about that. I did not understand it. Wow. Uh, let's talk about that after the break. Thanks for bringing that to my attention, Richard. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And uh, we're going to get into a little bit of Robert Reich's shenanigans after the break. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Jason, how much of this is, is about racism? I mean, if uh, how much do you think Trump... And all of these voter suppression activities are building on uh, either conscious or unconscious racism. I think it's it's largely about that. 
That was just a little tidbit from Robert, Robert Reich. He's heavily involved in the get out the vote thing, and that is the theme. I mean, they're just laying it out there. That's what it's all about. This is Monica Perez. My producer, Binkley, is here providing these little trigger moments. But the reason we played that was just that they, before the break, a caller explained that um, I think Reich, I think he pronounces it Reich, was behind a kind of um, state coalition to monopolize the electoral vote. But I got a call who from David here in Buford who uh, wants to expand on that a little bit. Can you tell us more about that, David? Uh, yeah, Monica. Um, basically, it's the, uh, it's the blue wall. And what it is is the thought that um, it's a very short view uh, forward, but that all states that have been voting Democrat, uh, case in point, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, would always continue to vote Democrat. And so basically the Democrat majority always was literally within four or the five electoral votes. Just by definition, when the election started, you were already within four or five electoral votes of Democrat wins. So it took very little for the Democrats to get over the threshold. And so the thought was for the rest of the states to gang together and basically if um, if enough of them voted Republican, then they would all vote Republican and give up their individual state right to go with the way their their citizens elected. Uh, The problem with that is that, as we found out, is that Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania don't always vote Democrat. They didn't this last election. There was a huge move afoot within the Republican Party for this Democrat principled thing, Reich, Reich uh, lead, but within the Republican Party, the establishment Republicans were just fawning all over this as the only possible way that the Republicans could ever have a fair foothold in an election. And it was voted down at uh, the last uh, district state, and I'm in Gwinnett County, the Gwinnett County uh, Convention. But there was a large move afoot to put it through and to, and to support it. Wow, and- that's that's pretty... Uh, I mean, the more, the more the power is centralized, the more I fear... Uh, the reason it matters so much who has control of the federal government is that the federal government is out of control. It has way too much power. And that's what this is all about. It's always this constant sucking of power up to the top and the stakes get so high and people are so desperate to control it. And then when they get in, you think there are huge differences between the Democrats and the Republicans. But when you get in there, you you see them, they compromise on the welfare warfare thing. There's this meme going around right now, a story going around that Trump is, is still reeling at how his hand signed the spending bill. I just, I looked at my hand and then my name was on the paper. I, I have to go take an aspirin. I don't know what happened. And and then that's, read the articles. That it's just the silliest thing. I mean, it, it, what the, and, and what it ultimately was, was a compromise of the welfare warfare state where everyone got everything. And that's where it heads when all the power is at the top. And it won't really matter who wins except for to the extent that one half of the country literally can vote away the other half of the country's stuff. And even if you look at the states, the 50 states, 
I don't think any of them have fewer than a million or several million population. They're like countries around the rest of the world. You don't need to have the uh, uh, a massive welfare state, 330 million people strong or however many. It's just it's uh, it's out of control and people aren't realizing the terrible power and danger of centralizing all the power to the top and which whichever side thinks they're going to control it. That's when when Trump talks about we need 51 votes. We need to end the filibuster. We need line item vetoes. He's just teeing it up for the Democrats. And I think he knows it. That's the problem is that I think this was a setup from the beginning. Anyway, thank you very much. I'm going to go to Richard in Powder Springs. Richard, you're on with Monica. Yes, Monica. A little bit earlier, you had a caller that said that we were a democratic republic. I'd like to strongly disagree with that. I believe we're a constitutional republic and there's a big difference. Because the it's there's no king, and the purpose of the representatives is merely to abide by, execute, and implement the objective foundational laws as written in the Constitution, correct? Well, a, a republic automatically assumes that you elect officials to do your business, but when you add a constitutional republic, then we limit those. Uh, elected officials to do only what they're authorized under our Constitution. And do you think that's what we have right now or what we are supposed to have? That's what we're supposed to have. The sad part is they rarely, if ever, look at the Constitution. You talked about the Tenth Amendment earlier. Uh, They don't have a clue what that means. Uh, uh, They, I live in Powder Springs. It's just like if you went downtown Powder Springs and just picked a person at random asking what was in the Constitution, they wouldn't know any more than the people in in Washington because that's the kind of people we send up there. I think we need to start holding them accountable, and the way to do that is to break out your Constitution, read it, especially Article 1, Section 8, where it talks about the enumerated powers. And when you see them doing something that's not contained in the enumerated powers, call them up and, and hold them accountable. Until we start doing that, nothing's going to change. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to change anyway, even if you did do that. But I think that they would have to, you would call them out, and then they'd have to let their their fangs show. They'd have to let you see that. That's why all this talk about the vote, we're, we're, Binkley's been turning me on to this these clips of the public service announcement about getting the vote out. They're really hitting that hard, hard, hard. And I, I still... In the back of my mind, don't necessarily believe that every vote is counted, that this is really a knockdown, dragout fight over who you can beg, borrow, and steal to cast votes for your guy. I think it's all about the impression that they have brought out this, this silent, um, this huge silent reservoir of voters who who you've never heard of before, this gigantic mass of Democrat voters who can swing any election if only they will come out because only Democrat, everybody who didn't vote would have voted Democrat. So if you look at the 2016 election, there were two hundred, roughly 230 million eligible voters in this country, 250 million voting age people, but 20 million are not eligible voters probably because of citizenship, maybe some felony disenfranchisement, but... I'm sure mostly it's citizenship. 230 were eligible to vote. The The official story is that 200 million people of those 230 registered. 
Now, I personally don't believe that. <laughs> I just do not believe that almost nine out of every 10 people you know are registered. That means that in every place where only eight or seven out of 10 people voted, there's another place where or were registered, 10 out of 10 were registered. I just don't believe it. But but what they want to say, what they're trying to tell you is that the 30 million who are eligible but didn't register or and the 20 million that they think should be eligible because they live here and just because you're not a citizen doesn't mean you shouldn't vote, that those people will move any election to Democrat. And I think that they're doing that because if 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 votes are stolen, if elections are stolen, if places are flipped like Roy Moore, Roy Moore seemed like such a terrible candidate. It was totally believable that he lost that vote. Uh, George's own Garland Favorito, who runs VoterGA.org, points out uh he thinks Ossoff actually won against Handel and that Moore actually won against, I guess it was Jones, um, that these things are, that the the elections are just riddled with um, anywhere from incompetence, which I never buy, to fraud. And but the but the ultimate point is they have to give the impression of an excuse like Trump. What if what if the Trump polling was right and the election was stolen? I don't know. I never um dug into that possibility, but they had a cover story, which was people wouldn't admit that they voted for Trump. That may be true. It may all be above board, but there's an anomaly that needs to be explained. Polls did not match outcome. So they have to have a story. So this time, like with the Roy Moore thing, Jeff Sessions won that election with 97% of the popular vote when he ran for that seat. How could you lose that to a Democrat? You have to have a reason. And I think they said, Black women never normally vote. They have all the power in the society because they're, you know, this is the narrative. I don't know if it's true, but that they're the most unrepresented eligible voters in the country. They, if they all voted, every election would go Democrat because they never vote and the power is theirs. Maybe true, maybe not true. You can't trust the numbers. However, it's a story that make people just nothing to see here. Move on. And that's what I think this stuff that that Binkley's showing us now is after. Do we have something else you want to keep going with this? Binkley? Yeah, I have one more clip we can play if you want to play it now. It It is clip seven. And speaking of this clip is Martin Sheen. This is clip seven. Now the midterm elections are coming up and Republicans are seeing their poll numbers plummet. So they're doubling down on suppressing your vote. You know what surprises me about that? Let's talk about the content. But I just want to mention Martin Sheen. He, he, not everybody's, you know, has a different viewpoint from you, is an idiot or disingenuous or thief or whatever. This guy has seemed like a sincere liberal in the past. And after you see... You, I believe he was anti-war at one point. After you see the Obama wars, which are not, you don't see them on television, but they're true. A guy like this should be disillusioned and should not be playing into the dialectic. Yet he's playing into a dialectic that's extremely manipulative. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, Why did you They're pick trying that? to press upon these potential voters that something terrible is coming down the line and if they don't do something now if they don't register and as you said check the box on the cigarette <laughs> or yeah on the, the cigarette pencil. box this is in in peru when we were in peru my husband and i 
a lot. I, I think it's like mandatory voting, or they really get the vote out, automatic registration. But a lot of the people are illiterate. So the ads, the political ads, don't have words on them or anything. They just have a picture of an empty box and then the symbol of the party. And one part, so you had a tree or a loaf of bread. One party was very clever. They chose as their symbol a pencil. So when you look at the ballot and you see there's a box and the pencil, you have a pencil in your hand. You don't know how to write. You're like, oh, the pencil. I must check the box for the pencil. So my husband and I would say it's not funny, really, but we had to laugh. Vote for the pencil, you know, and the pencil won. So why did it win? Because it was just so highly manipulated. That is the level of thinking or lack of thinking that they are trying to create in their target audience. And what it reminds me of is one of the... um, 2018 what to watch out for is that I rolled out on our first show of the year where I said the theme of the year I wasn't even talking about anything particular it's like what is the meme theme tone of the year it's going to be are you a democrat or are you evil <laughs> <laughs> and this just plays right into that there was one other clip that uh, I think you have I'm going to ask you to play right after the break um I'll tell you about it during the break. Hang on, folks. There's one more to come. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I'm Allison Janney, and I won an Oscar. Now let America vote. Well, that clip speaks for itself, but the weather doesn't. It is... Uh, going to be cloudy with a high of 63 on Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We are wrapping up our show, which uh, was mostly headlines, anything you wanted to ask me. But in the end, Binkley turned us on to some uh, an expose of how they're getting out the vote, how they're manipulating people. And uh, I want to combine those two themes and ask you, Binkley, for a final Headline on point. Final headline from the Washington Post. Maryland bill that allows automatic voter registration becomes law. All right. Well, after you have schooled me over uh, the dangers of automatic voter registration, coupled with some clips you played about a month ago from Stacey Abrams talking about repeatedly, she would say over and over again, she was going door to door. I will go door to door. Uh, I think you put those pieces together for me in that uh, you pointed out if people are automatically registered, so these are people who are not educated on the topic, they're not preparing to vote, they're not thinking about it, it's not on their radar, and you show up door to door, she herself, and another movement that they're underway is that they want you to be able to vote early, anytime, not on a Tuesday, vote from home. So all of these policies dovetail to where if you show up at their house, with like Al Gore gave out packs of cigarettes to people who would vote, show up at their house and say, hey, you're already registered. You can vote right now. I'm Stacey Abrams. Vote for me. <laughs> Here's a pack of cigarettes. Here's a piece of chocolate. You know, like I'm I'm going to help you. It's just having the automatic registration and the door to door and the anytime and the early voting can combine to where people who are truly not that they're incompetent, but they're just not prepared for it can be rushed. You know, like like a marketing, a slam. They call it slam. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's it. That was super fun. Um, I'd like to laugh a little bit, although it's almost impossible to laugh at the state of uh, our not-a-democracy right now. 
But we will be back next week, Saturday, 3 to 6. And if you want to get our podcast or hear this whole thing from top to bottom without commercials, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. This is Monica Perez. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.